I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Kenton, South Carolina. Ken, what you got, my friend? I'm a Bengals fan. Of course, I ain't going to do anything close to Super Bowl. Last Joe can't stay on the field. That's our quarterback. Did you call him but Glass Joe? Justin, Glass Joe, you know, <laughs> Mike Tyson punch out. Glass wow. Joe. And I graduated University of Kentucky, class of 2000. Ew, Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, we got Louisville versus That's- Kentucky right now. It's Love Friday. Love Friday. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much on this Love Friday. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance. Feel the love on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. What is the biggest question? You have about your NFL team going into week three. They could be one and one. They could be two and no, or they could be part of the defeated. Oh, and two. We want to hear from you at triple eight, say ESPN eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. What is the biggest question you have about your NFL team? Let us know right now. Eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. And if you're a jet fan, Harry Douglas, before I get to you about Zach Wilson Uh-oh. and my New York jets, one of the two teams that I'm proud to be a fan of, Got to bring in Mark Morales, who is a New York Jets fan, although he's more of a fanatic than I am. I don't live and die with my teams anymore because I'm determined to live a stress-free, stroke-free, heart-attack-free existence. What Pause. Kind of free, what kind of free life? Stress-free, stroke-free, heart-attack-free existence. Mark Morales, on the other hand, he's drinking Pepto-Bismol during the games. He's taking nitroglycerin pills because that's what the New York Jets have done to him. So before I get your opinion, on what do we expect to see from Zach Wilson against a team in New England that has beaten the Jets, not one, not two, not ten, but 14 straight times. Mark Morales, what say you about, quote-unquote, our quarterback, Zach Wilson, and Sunday? Yeah, Freddie this and Harry, this game could go one of two ways. It's either going to be a close win for the Jets or it's going to be a complete blowout. It's supposed to be pouring rain. Mm-hmm. They're going up against the Patriots, lost 14 straight in a row, and – I got to say, this is probably the most important game of Zach Wilson's entire life. Okay. This is the team that beat him last year and cost him his job last year, and this could very well be the team that cost him his job again this year. So, like I said, it's going to go one of two ways, close win or just complete blowout. And the weather's going to be what again? (laughs) It's going to be a monsoon. It's going to be twisted. So the worst weather to ever play in is rain. But I I think I put that – in the same light of the worst weather to watch football in is rain, too. I don't like watching football in rainy weather. Amen. Because it, it, it doesn't allow teams to really, if you're dealing with a passing football team, it doesn't allow them to display their identity. And it just slows the game down. So I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like watching football in rainy weather. Whether I'm watching it at the stadium mm-hmm. or I'm watching it at home. <laughs> that may be the best thing for the artist formerly known as a good quarterback, Zach Wilson, the New York Jets. Maybe having all that rain takes the ball out of his hands. If you're the New York Jets, you got to align your running game anyway. Maybe not having him as a part of that potential game plan with a potential monsoon that's going to be up and down the, from the mid-Atlantic states 
throughout New England up into Maine. Maybe that could be the best thing when you're playing at home and you're Zach Wilson. You may not give the boo birds a chance to really hone in on you because you're throwing the football away. And like I said, to be fair, Zach Wilson has been placed in what I've called an unwinnable situation because many people believe, and that's me, that they should not have drafted him with a second pick anyway. They got wild by one pro day throw that he made, and they lost their rabbit behind minds about Zach Wilson thinking, we're going to protect him. We got the kind of offense. We're going to play tough defense, run the football. We believe that he will grow this offense, and he hasn't grown with this offense. We've seen moments here and there, throws here and there, but that's been it, and we should not be having that kind of conversation with a guy at that position that was the second pick in the draft when it comes to Zach Wilson. Yeah, but he's going to have to, he's going to, have to step it up no matter what because this team is now counting on him to do his job. And that's the thing, man. When you get to the National Football League, it doesn't matter if the starter's in there. And, and a lot of people understand that, hey, Zach Wilson, right. we know you're not Aaron Rodgers, but you also have a job to do. And if you can't do that job, it's going to make your teammates feel some type of way because they feel like they have an opportunity and can do something special, but you're holding them up from doing that. I'm glad you said that. Holding them up from doing that. This not only falls on Zach Wilson, who, by the way, he knows what he needs to do. If they're going to have any kind of success versus the New England Patriots, Zach Wilson can't do what he's done before. Because we saw that Zach Wilson threw three interceptions last week. Against that Cowboys defense, they're going to do that to a lot of people. But, Harry, it's the same old, same old with the kind of interceptions, especially the last one that he threw. Running towards the sidelines, had a chance to get some yards with his legs, inside to throw the ball across his body, and he hit the defensive back, Javon Curse, right, Curse, excuse me, the safety, right in the hands of the football. Jets fans are tired of seeing that. So he can say that, hey, this is what I know I need to do to succeed. I got to be smart with the football. We've heard that from Zach Wilson before, and then he puts on his dunce cap and goes out there and does the same thing over and over again and puts the Jets in a desperate situation on both sides of the football. And that's the thing. I remember my former wide receiver coach that I had for one year, Sean Jefferson, and I'm very, very close with him. And he used to say to us in our meeting room, don't revert back. Like once you get to a point to where you're doing things on the straight and narrow, don't revert back. Right. He said, I grew up in the hood. I ain't want to go back, so I couldn't revert back. I, w- I told my mom I wasn't going back. That's what he's telling. I told my mom I wasn't going back. <laughs> Just so like that? If you're Zach Wilson, don't revert back to your old ways. What I, some of the things I've seen from him in preseason, I understand it's preseason because you don't have those ones out there that you're playing against. He showed me a little bit of growth, but – Dating back to the game last week versus the Dallas Cowboys, if you're running to the sideline, if you don't have it, just throw it out of bounds, man, or just run out of bounds. It's okay to just punt it because if you turn that football over, mm-hmm. that's another mental hurdle that you have right. to climb. That's a great description, mental hurdle. And it's, uh, that's something you can, apply, you can attach to Nathaniel Hackett, the, quarter, the, the quarterback coach and also the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets. Whatever mental hurdle that he – well, not hurdle. Whatever mental hurdles he has with Zach Wilson – He's got to find what he does best and put him in that position to do so. He has the perfect blueprint. Watch the film last night, the San Francisco 49ers against the New York Giants. They got a similar kind of quarterback, not a tall quarterback, a guy who has a decent arm, can make those down the field. But what does Kyle Shanahan do for Brock Purdy? He puts him in a position where he is not going to compromise his offense and put his defense on the short field. Whatever he does best, Kyle Shanahan has been able to maximize that. Quick throws, quick screens bootleg action, get out there. If it's not available, make a play of your legs or throw the football away. You could essentially 
do the same thing if you're Nathaniel Hackett with the guy that has a bigger arm than Zach Wilson when it comes to Brock Purdy. Instead, the minute he's back there thinking, you can see the smoke coming out of his ears. And that's never a good thing if you're a Jets player. That's never a good thing if you're a Jets fan. And it should not be a good thing if you're Coach Robert Sala, the head coach, or Nathaniel Hackett, the offense coordinator. Well, most importantly, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, your job as the offensive play caller is, number one, put the quarterback in the best position possible. But get the playmakers the football. He barely got the playmakers the football last week versus yeah. Dallas. One time to Garrett Wilson on the third, he made it across the middle, and he ran away from the defense. Get your playmakers the football. That's the name of the game. I, I, I tell people all the time, my receiver coach used to tell me, man, we had Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, Julio Jones. I was like, man, we're, we're going to get a play for me. He said, how in the hell would I draw up a play for you? <laughs> When we got Tony damn Gonzalez, Roddy White, and Julio Jones. How did that hurt the ego? No, it didn't hurt the ego because he kept it real with me, and I understood it. Uh Uh-huh. That's what he told me. So if you're Nathaniel Hackett, I would think the objective during a football game, you as a play caller, is to get your best players the football any and every possible way that you can. Maybe he's tried, and he knows that he can't do it with that guy quarterback. Freddie, that's what he told me, too. He ain't hurt my feelings. Yeah. I was like, damn, yeah. you're right, coach. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> let, let me wait till we get to two minutes and no huddle <laughs> so I can get this rock. <laughs> so you get loose finally when they have no choice but to find you. That's what you're telling me as far as that goes. So, and speaking of Roddy White, man, I can't wait because I'm doing college game day at Notre Dame tomorrow. He's right. coming up there, so I'm going to get to kick it with oh, my big brother tomorrow. That's going to be fantastic. Tell Roddy White we said hi, man. The pride of UAB, Alabama, Birmingham when it comes to Roddy White. That'll be the biggest question regarding New York Jets. What kind of Zach Wilson? Are we going to see when they take on the New England Patriots? I'm not feeling good about it. And if it continues down that road, if you're the New York Jets, you got to stop that car before it continues and takes you into crashing the wall once again with Zach Wilson. But we want to hear from you on Freddie and Harry part of Love Friday on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. What is the biggest question you have about your NFL team going into week three? Are you a fan of the teams that are undefeated? or the teams that are 1-1, or the teams that are, like I, I like to call the defeated at 0-2. We want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. Keith and Raleigh, what is your NFL team? What's the question you have about them? Hey, guys. Love the show. Appreciate you. Um, big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, I wanted to know how in the world, because my Steelers look so pedestrian when they look so good in the preseason. I guess this question is directly for uh, Harry. Is it that big of a difference in the preseason and regular season? I'm I'm befuddled. Oh, 100%. There's a huge difference because, see, in preseason, you got them boys that potentially that's going to be on them streets trying to get a job. (laughs) But then when you get to the regular season, you had them boys like T.J. Watt that's probably making, what, $25 million a year coming to headhunt the quarterback. So it's a different ball game. Now, I would say when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I like how their defense looked in game two yes. versus game one when they got beat up by the San Francisco 49ers. And that's why I say San Francisco just play a different brand of football. They're physical. Physicality wins just about every time when you step out on that football field. But for their offense, the run game, they're one of mm-hmm. the worst rushing teams in the National Football League right now. Mm-hmm. They didn't get in the red zone not one time versus the Cleveland Browns, but they ended up winning the game because of that defense. Mm-hmm. The offensive line has been horrendous. But then Kenny Pickett as well in that game versus Cleveland, he didn't play well. Right. So he has to be better on top of the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. I don't know what the hell he got going on or what he's doing. I was going to say the same thing. That was the one thing I wanted to know because Matt Canada, they swore that things were going to be different with year two and Kenny Pickett, him being the offensive coordinator. It looks like the same old, same old Steelers offense, lack of running game and lack of imagination 
when it comes to the play calling and against two physical defenses that they played so far, they are lucky. They're not part of the defeaters at 0-2 True. instead of being 1-1. Brad in Florida, what is the biggest question you have about your NFL team going into week three? Hey, guys, what's going on, man? We're Appreciate good. it. Appreciate you. Um, hey, I just want to know why uh, Sean Payton is getting a pass, why he's the only coach in the league that doesn't have to adjust his offense for what his quarterback does best. All we talk about is Russell Wilson adjusting to that to that offense. Well, how come Sean Payton don't need to adjust a little bit to what Russell Wilson does? Well, I, I would say this because that was my mindset going into the season. But watching the film from last week, that's exactly what I seen from Sean Payton. I seen him do a lot of the things that he loves to do from an offensive standpoint, but I also seen him mirror some of those things with what Russell Wilson does well. That's where you see those moon deep shot balls. And mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, throws the best deep ball in the National Football League. Yeah, I forgot. Damn. Got to be on my P's and Q's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be on but your, the, be I, on I your pauses that. and questions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I seen that from Sean Payton last week. And it was a thing of beauty to see because the great coaches understand, yes, your system is your system. But when you have a player and they have played one way, you have to tailor some things so they can be successful and be their best as well. And I seen that last week from Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. He, he let them play a little bit in the third and fourth quarter when they got down yep. to the Washington Commanders. And all of a sudden, we saw that Russell Wilson that we saw at times with the Seattle Seahawks. Is that Sean Payton said, you know what? I can try to force this on Russell Wilson. I may win this battle, but I'm not going to win the overall. And especially when they've committed that kind of money to Russell Wilson, it's not an easy fix to say, move on down the line and take all that dead cap money because that means you're not getting a quarterback anyway. And you can't convince anybody that Jad Stidham is the plan A to the plan B that could be the case if Russell Wilson is not working out with the Denver Broncos. Riley in Ohio, give us your NFL team. What was the biggest question you have about them, Riley? What's going on? How are you? We're good, brother. How are you? Man, so I'm in Cleveland. Cleveland Browns, obviously. I I don't even know where to start, but I'll keep it quick and simple. It's Mr. $230 million guaranteed. You know, he's going back to last year since he stepped on the field. He's been maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL. And with Chubb out now, it's do or die. It's time to earn all that money. Well, Riley, I'm going to say this, and (laughs) I know when you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson who has the only guaranteed contract in NFL history, um, I'm not going to let that blind me because I do Mm -hmm. know this organization, they were an outlier in giving someone that type of a contract because they were desperate and they needed a quarterback. But, man, I don't know how many times I'm going to keep saying this. It's hard to be off of football that long. And just think you can this quickly, instantly be what you were in 2020. And I understand that the $230 million guarantee clouds a ton of people's mindset when it comes to that. But it's not going to cloud mine. And I'm not making excuses for Deshaun Watson. I'm just speaking like the real. Right. And he has to be better. Like, he, you can't have a team. You can't go against the Pittsburgh Steelers and that team not have a red zone appearance and you lose the football game and you have a fourth and one and you pick it up and you fumble it. In the first play of the game, you throw a pick six and then you get a strip sacks, uh, a sack fumble that's returned for a touchdown. You can't do that as a quarterback. You can't be the you can't do what Josh Allen did week one if you're mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And now they have a big game coming up this weekend versus the Tennessee Titans, in which a team that's very, very physical. 
And it's important. It's a very important game for both teams. But let me tell you why I think it's more important for the Cleveland Browns is because they had an opportunity to go two and two yep. and stay neck and neck with the Baltimore Ravens last week. And they and they let one. I, I'm, I'm going to say they gave one away. I understand the Pittsburgh Steelers and that defense. They go out there and they, they make those plays. But if one of those touchdowns aren't scored, the Cleveland Browns win that football game. So they, they're in them. I think they're in a must-win situation this week. We talk about players making sure that you put your best playmakers on the field and give them opportunities to do so. Well, right now for the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson is their best playmaker. With Nick Chubb not in this lineup, it can't be on the offensive line. If you're Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, you're saying, look, I got to find a way to make sure this guy is as comfortable being that playmaker that we saw when he was with the Houston Texans. We've seen it sporadically in the six games last year and not at all this year. Whatever needs to be unlocked with Deshaun Watson, now Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson have to do that because he has to be their playmaker. He can't compliment Nick Chubb. Everybody else has to compliment him when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Quan in Minnesota, thanks for calling Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776. Quan, what is the biggest question you have about your team heading into week three of the NFL season? Hey, guys, big fans. Really love the both of you, man. Appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Listen to you every single day on my uh, way uh, to uh, home from work, and um, so I'm in, I'm in Minnesota. I'm a big Minnesota Vikings fan, always have been. So I've always been disappointed my whole life. So <laughs> can't expect too much <laughs> from me. However, um, <laughs> uh, my biggest thing is, man. You know, I think Kirk Cousins is an unbelievable quarterback. Um, with that being said, we I, I feel like we have one of the best offenses in Minnesota as well, too. Quick. Um, we have a lot of big targets, um, but I want to know what what do you think Minnesota is going to do with Kirk Cousins? What's the good direction to go? Because I think Kirk Cousins is top eight quarterbacks in the NFL. He produces. Obviously, the offensive line is not all that great right now with a lot of injuries. Where do you guys see Kirk Cousins going? I know there's been a lot of rumors with the Jets. I, I personally, I don't think that's going to go down at all, but. What, what do you see or what would you expect the Vikings to do with Kirk Cousins? I'll be honest with you. I think it's 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 a matter of where is this football team sitting at mm-hmm. more than halfway during the season or during the trade deadline? And also, where is this football team sitting at at the end of the season? What, what is their draft status? Because I think that will tell you a lot about what the Minnesota Vikings are going to do next when it comes to the quarterback position. And let's just say hypothetically they're in a position where they can take a quarterback and that guy can start right away and, and, and be groomed, right? Now you think about all the money that Kirk Cousins was making and how now you can utilize that on bringing free agent, free agent talent into, the, into the, uh, the equation. You look at this team defensively, I think when Brian Flores is able to get the pieces to the puzzle to fit his scheme, I think they're going to be better defensively. Because I think he is one of the, the better defensive minds when it comes to the National Football League. The backup quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings is Nick Mullins. I don't think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to move on from Kirk Cousins, especially the way he's been able to throw that football all around the park so far in the first couple of games. Now, if somebody wants to part with that first or second round pick, if you're Minnesota, you'd be a fool not to have that. You'd oh, be a no fool to, to turn away from that and hang up the phone. But if they don't offer you what you believe you should get for a guy that's still dialing it up with Kirk Cousins – then you just live with it. Maybe he, you know how many years he has left, but you bring in some quality offensive linemen and don't make the mistake of letting Dalvin Cook walk out the door for nothing in return. 
then maybe just maybe you can have a better offense and a better future no matter how old Kirk Cousins is with the Minnesota Vikings. But, Fred, let me ask you this really quick. At the end of the year, if they have a top 10 pick, mm-hmm. do you not see them taking a quarterback with their top 10 pick? Well, it better be five and above because with five and below, Drake May is not going to be there from North Carolina. And we know unless, unless Carl Williams, Caleb's dad from USC, says you're not going in the draft, then Drake May's going number one to potentially Arizona Cardinals. So you can have a top 10 pick, but the quarterback that you need may not be there if it's anywhere from, I think, seven or below. If Shadur Sanders goes in the draft, although his daddy Deion Sanders said he's not going in the draft, mm-hmm. there may be potentially one quarterback in the top ten. And Drake May, and you may not be worse enough if you're Minnesota to take a guy like that when it comes to the Vikings. One last one from Harold in Arizona. Harold, what is the biggest question you have about your NFL team going into week three? Um, the Chicago Bears. So I heard Harry talk. Let me say it. What's up, my brother? What's good, baby? <laughs> but I heard it's all good in the hood, man. But uh, I heard Harry, Harry say uh, the preseason is different from the regular season. Where are the Bears messing up with their offensive and defensive lines uh, with those preseason picks? Uh, the guy, that's the best that came to the Chicago Bears, who they have on the field now? So, so I'm, I'm a little confused with what you're asking me. He's saying all these guys in the preseason that were sort of playing well, where are those guys? Okay, I, get, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say this, man. Competition is, is, is something else now when you get to that regular season. Oof. You know, you know it's, it's, it's a huge difference. And I know a lot of people are probably like, how is it that much of a difference? Because you got to realize a lot of these teams aren't playing their top guys in preseason. So you're not going against the ones if you're some of, these, some of this talent you're talking about. You're going against twos and threes and sometimes against four uh, uh, fourth unit guys. Mm-hmm. So it looks a lot different than when you get to the regular season and you're seeing the ones the entire game. Right. You're barely even seeing the twos. Yeah. You're seeing the ones the entire game. Yeah, so putting, that's the difference. Yeah, they're not putting in game plans either. Well, they're going out there and make sure guys to get hurt. What do they look like? Do your job. Get off the field to get you ready for the regular season. Nobody's putting in a foolproof game plan in a preseason game for guys – that are not going to be there by the time they cut those rosters down to 53. That's a smart point by you. If you didn't get through on the phone, you can let us know on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. And at Douglas 83 what is the biggest question you have about your NFL team going into week three? And speaking of week three here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and your smart speaker by playing ESPN Radio, we got more questions and answers too in terms of what we know and what we can't wait to see involving these games in the NFL. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Love Friday. I don't wanna die, so don't ever wonder. Love Friday coming your way. Don't and a little Harry Oki as well with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So we had NFL questions and answers not too long ago. We did half of the schedule on Sunday. We're not going to leave the other half behind, so it's time to let you know exactly what we know and what we're going to see. Oh, my goodness! To the end I've got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby, give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Chargers at Vikings. I'll go with the Chargers. What I know about this football team is that they can't fall to 0-3. Mm-hmm. What I need to see yeah. and what I need answered in this football game is are they going to be able to play defense? Because the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins, they're going to be throwing it up and down the field. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, those guys are for real. Wide receivers. Shout out to all my wide outs out there, baby. I love you. <laughs> can this defense get a stop? Or can they stop anybody? They invested hella money into the Los Angeles Chargers defense. And I haven't seen it well spent yet. What I know is that both of these quarterbacks will combine for at least 650 yards. <laughs> between Justin <laughs> Herbert and Chargers and Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings, these defense are not going to stop them. What I want to see, if it's a close game, if the Chargers don't blow it. I've seen that way, way too many times where they have a team down or they have a team with a lead late and something happens. Sun gets in their eye, helmets on too tight, somebody yelled their name and they turned around, the ball hits them in the head. Something always happens to the Chargers, either self-inflicted, not self-inflicted, where they don't win a game that they have to win and not fall 0-3. That's what I want to see from the Los Angeles Chargers. Colts at Ravens. Here's what we know. Everybody's injured on both sides. Anthony Richardson out of this game, the Colts rookie quarterback with concussion syndrome and did not pass the concussion protocol. The Ravens are going to have seven different players not playing in this game. Odell Beckham Jr., Stanley, their outstanding offensive lineman. Five other players. That's what we know. They're beat up from the feet up on both sides in this game regarding the Colts and the Ravens. What I want to see, if Lamar Jasky's making those steps. That offense looked aight in week one. Looked a lot better in week two. I don't think it's going to be aight in week three against a Colts defense that have been known so far to give up a big play or two. Now you got a big play quarterback over there, even though Odell Beckham Jr., 
I can't wait to see exactly if Lamar Jackson continues to make that step up with this new offense in Baltimore. What I know is that the Baltimore Ravens, including this season, and you take it back to the last two years as well, is that this team has been injured and beat up and depleted. What I also know is that even though they have been that way, as long as Lamar Jackson is healthy, that this team is going to be okay because he's going to throw on that cape. Now, what I would like to see in this football game is him to continue to take strides within this new offense that they have under Todd Munkin. Week one was a little bit shaky. Week two, I thought they made major strides. Now here comes week three versus the Indianapolis Colts. Can you continue to make the proper strides in a positive manner to allow this offense to be ready for a showdown next week versus the Cle- uh, Cleveland Browns? And guess what's good about that game, What's Freddie? that? What's that? Your boy get to be on the call. Your boy Harry? Our boy Harry? I get to be on the call. I'm excited. Shout out to Pizza Cone, man. Yeah, man. Love you for giving me this opportunity. I, I can't it. wait. You've earned it by the ESPN radio call. How about that? Colts and Ravens this weekend, and then after that, the next weekend, Harry Douglas and Steve Levy together. Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. As part of NFL questions and answers, there's no question about what we love to do here on Freddie and Harry on Love Friday on ESPN Radio. We tell you exactly what we know and what we're going to see. What game is next? Bills at Commanders. What I know is that Josh Allen showed us Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde (laughs) in games one and two. What I need to see is if the Buffalo Bills and their offensive line, are they going to be ready for the defensive line of the Washington Commanders? Because if they're not, there there will be another loss in the Buffalo Bills column come Monday morning. Here's what I know. Eric Bieniemy can call some plays. Ooh. And he should have been the head coach, the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Show you, right? Yeah, that's what I know because Sam Howell, I know he's been sacked 10 times so far in the first couple of games, but they've still been able to dial some plays to get him loose and make some plays. They did put up a 35-burger on the road against a Broncos defense that was supposed to be pretty good, and nobody thought we'd see that at any given game at any given time from Sam Howell in this offense. That's what I know. What I want to see is that the Buffalo Bills continue that running game. They looked awfully frisky running that ball between the tackles and not having it start beginning in with Josh Allen, your quarterback. You said it, Freddie. Not me. You said it. You know, Buffalo, it's quite okay to not have your quarterback be your best running back. That works at Army, Navy, and Air Force. It does not work in the National Football League. In, in other words, he doesn't have to be a crash dummy. He does not. You don't have y'all to run, don't allow him to you, be. You, you don't have to have him run dive option, triple option football, get on the corner. He doesn't go to Army. He doesn't go to Navy. He doesn't go to Air Force. He plays for the Buffalo Bills. Let him play quarterback. Let the running backs run the football against a pretty good Washington defense. I want to see if that's going to be part two of what I saw last week when they had almost 200 yards rushing against the Las Vegas Raiders. Would you have to say he don't, have, he don't have to be Tommy Frazier and the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the early you 90s? You don't have to be Jamel Holloway of Oklahoma. <laughs> you don't have to be Condridge Holloway of Tennessee. You don't have to be any of those oh, dudes. Man. Let Josh Allen play football, throwing the football. Let those guys run the football because that's what the job occupation has to say. Man, these youngsters don't know nothing about Tommy Frazier, man. Oh, Tommy man. Frazier was out there balling. Yeah, that was a bad Nebraska. boy, man. No question about that. Cowboys at Cardinals. Here's what I know. The Dallas Cowboys can win this game by at least 15 points. That's what I know. That offense is humming. 
I know the defense doesn't have Trevon Diggs, but those 10 other dudes can play pretty well. That Micah Parsons guy, for my money, has been the best player in the National Football League through the first two weeks. The man they called the Wolf Hunter. Leighton Vander Esch is playing like that guy that we saw at the beginning of his career with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cardinals will not be able to match up. That's what I know the Cowboys are going to win this game by 15 points. Here's what I can't wait to see. How do Cowboys figure out not having Trevon Diggs in that lineup? And nothing says having a chance to see if that's going to work against a defeated team known as the Arizona Cardinals, who are 0-2. That's what I want to see. What I know is that the Cowboys defense is elite. What I want to see is what I tell my son while he's at the dinner table. Don't play with your food. The Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> they are the food this weekend. I want to see you handle business like you handle business versus the New York Jets. When they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, I want to see you handle business like I seen you on Sunday Night Football against the <laughs> New York, hoping to be football giants at wow. the moment. Savage. So don't play with your food. That's what I want to see. When a team is down and you know a team is bad, you treat them as such. You don't play with your food. That's what I want to see. Bears at Chiefs. Ooh, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. What we know is that it was a little friction at the Bears organization this week. That's like saying somebody's a little pregnant. Yeah, a little fr- a lot of friction. Okay, a lot of friction. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to see, though, is how everyone for the Chicago Bears respond. Mm-hmm. Not just Justin Fields, not just Eberflus, not just Luke Getze, but everyone across that football team that's going to have a part within that football game. That's what I want to see. How, how are they going to respond to everything that went down this week? within that organization. Here's what I know. The Kansas City Chiefs offense will be even better than they were last week. And they can thank the Jacksonville Jaguars for that, for giving them that, giving them that spice and that push after giving the ball away at midfield late in the first half that they turned into six points and the Kansas City offense they've been humming ever since. They're going to continue to do that. They will not look like what we've seen from Kansas City in the first couple of weeks. That's what I know. And I'm with you. Here's what I want to see. What is Justin Fields going to look like? But more importantly, what kind of play calling is going to be there to see exactly what we think we're going to see from Justin Fields? You would think that Luke Getty, the offensive coordinator, would say, you know what? We're not going to have you be that robot that we saw the first couple of games. We need you to be moving around, moving the pocket, have the defense come find you in terms of chasing you, not knowing where you're going to be at. That's what I want to see. Freddie, I messed up because... I'm thinking about it now. I really know one of the coaches on the Bears staff. He okay. was with me in Tennessee. All right. And I should have went over there and met with him and, and, and seen him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that. Break some bread. That's bad. That's bad by me. Failure to compete. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers at Raiders. Here's what we know. This will be an offensively challenged football game between both of these teams. The state have trouble scoring. These two teams have trouble scoring in pregame practice and warm-ups. So this will be an offensively challenged game involving the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Las Vegas Raiders. What I can't wait to see is exactly which quarterback will be able to break out in this game. Because it should be there against these defenses. That I mean, it should be there because you can make some plays. We saw San Francisco do that to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland did it at times until T.J. Watt got in their face. And we seen the Raiders were able to do the first possession versus Buffalo. So which quarterback can be that guy to say, yep, we got something here and we'll break out and score some points and what should be still an offensively challenged game, Sunday Night Football involving the Steelers and the Raiders? What I know is that the Pittsburgh Steelers and their defense, they're back. Week one, that wasn't them. Week two, they showed up and showed out. Scored two touchdowns, basically beat the Cleveland Browns, 
by themselves. Well, not basically. They beat the Cleveland Browns by themselves, that defense. Mm -hmm. What I need to see from Pittsburgh is if that offensive line is going to be able to get a push so Najee Harris can get going. Where you drafted him, you would expect him to really be putting things together at this juncture. What we're seeing from B. John Robinson, I understand B. John is on another level. Right. But the excitement that he brings to the game, I want to see that from Najee Harris. But that offensive line plays a part in that. So I want to see the run game for the Pittsburgh Steelers start to get going so you can take a little bit of more pressure off of Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and also George Pickens will benefit as well, getting one-on-one coach on the outside, and we've seen what he can potentially do, destroying one-on-one match of the wide receiver in the NFL. Questions and answers you have about your NFL team, let us know at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, you got Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen together. We bring something to you that can put some money in your pocket by Monday evening. We try to hit that number next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Girl, you got me twisted over you. I got what you need right here, baby. Freddie and Harry with the Love Friday edition. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. How do you do that? By visiting Progressive.com. That is how you do that. Love Friday. Because Love Friday is all about making sure that you hit that number. To put more money in your pocket by the time but Monday rolls around. Strong, Get it, Keith? Girl, you did me wrong. One of my favorite stories, one of my best friends in the Hudson Valley, she goes, you know why Keith Sweat got all the girls, right? I said, why? He goes, <laughs> after all that begging and pleading, you're like, all right, yeah. I'll give in. And all he, right. And he begged, too. He oh, had no shame in that begging. He, his shame has worked for a lot of money. And now Nobody he, and then baby. he has his own like syndicated show called The Sweat. Hotel with Keith Scott. So believe me, that begging and pleading has been a money-making operation when it comes to one Mr. Keith Sweat who left Wall Street to become a music star and has worked out quite well for him. So it's up to us right now to put some money in your pocket. This way, you have more money in your pocket by the time Monday rolls around. We like to call it Hit That Number. It involves NFL props over under. We bring our man Devin Kane, the pride of St. Bonaventure University in Ole, New York. He throws it at us, and we'll let you know if we're going to hit that number on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. All right, first up, Zach Wilson. The Jets are playing the Pats. His over-under touchdown total is 0.5. You are betting on Zach Wilson just to throw one touchdown or not. Freddie? Over, under, 0.5. Number one of the biggest questions I have would be, why would you bet anything on Zach Wilson? But I digress <laughs> as far as that goes. The reason is 0.5 because you can't bet on zero when it comes to Zach Wilson. I'm taking the under on this one because, like Mark Morales, our guy, said, it's going to be rainy, windy. He can barely throw in dry weather. In wet weather, I can't see that. I think Garrett Wilson throws a touchdown pass before Zach Wilson. I'll say I'm taking the under on that one. Yeah, I'm going under. Uh, the weather plays a major part in this. On top of, I don't know if I trust Zach Wilson. So I'm going under with you, Freddie. All right, next up, and these odds are courtesy of Caesar Sportsbook. Yes. Kirk Cousins, over under 1.5 passing touchdowns. They are taking on the Chargers. Harry, over under 1.5 passing touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going over. And when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson and also Jordan Addison, and I would even throw in T.J. Hawkinson, K.J. Osborne as that third wide receiver, and you look at that Chargers defense and the points and the yardage that they have been able to give uh, allow, I'm definitely going over with two touchdown passes for Kirk Cousins. What he said, let's move on. 
<laughs> All right, next up, we got Lamar Jackson, the Ravens taking on the Colts. His rushing total, 49.5 is the over-under. Freddie, over-under 49.5 rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say under because I think Gus Edwards will have over 100 yards rushing against that Colts defense. They won't need Lamar Jackson to run as much. He'll still make a play or two with his legs, but I can see more passing yards in terms of pushing that ball down the field. I think they'll throw more screens. I'll take the under. 49 and a half rushing yards with Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. And shout out to Gus Edwards for coming on our show yesterday. We yeah, know that yeah. he's probably going to have a big game because whenever we have guys mm-hmm. before they play their mm-hmm. football game this the, uh, on the weekend mm-hmm. and they come on our show, mm-hmm. they have a good performance. So mm-hmm. Gus Edwards, we're waiting on you. But I'm going to go under because I think when you see a guy like Lamar Jackson, and I know I was talking a little bit about this in week one, you didn't see that many uh, quarterback design runs. They may also be kind of trying to preserve it a little bit too to make sure he continues yes. to get through the season and wait till they're in the heart of things Good point. to really let him be himself. So I'm going to go under. I like that. Good point. All right, Harry, your guy, Bijan Robinson, 69.5 rushing yards over under that no- number. They're playing the Lions, Harry. What do you think? Well, you know how much I love the number 69, but since it's 69 oh, and a half, Lord, I'm going to go over. <laughs> pause. 100% <laughs> pause. I'm going to go over. Bijan Robinson is a special talent. Even when you have the proper defense and defenders right in his face, mm-hmm. he's so elite and so electric, he finds a way to get away from those defenders. So I'm going to go over with this one. Yeah, I'm with you. You look at B. John Robinson. So far, he's averaged 90 yards per game in his first two games in the NFL. He's had at least 14 carries in both of those games. He'll get a little bit more than that. The Lions have struggled to stop the run, so I'm with you. I'm going to go the over with B. John Robinson. All right, last one. Justin Fields, over under 176 and a half passing yards. They are taking on the Chiefs, Freddie. What do you think? Under. If he gets the 160, he should be lucky. The Chiefs are playing like an elite defense at all three phases, defensive line, linebacker, and secondary. Yeah, that's going to be an under, which will lead to more questions next week in Chicago when they wind themselves up finding themselves 0-3. Yeah, I'm going under. I think one of the best things that happened to the Kansas City Chiefs last year and then on the, uh, when they won the Super Bowl was their young players getting that experience. Now we're seeing the benefits of that with those young players balling out this season and that defense being the best thing for Kansas City right now. Yeah, we'll see exactly how that happens because an 0-3 Chicago Bears football team, there are going to be a lot of heads maybe rolling sooner than later in that organization. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, a love edition, Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. You get a little bonus us in terms of we give you another extra half an hour and also our bold predictions when it comes to week three in the National Football League because an extra 30 minutes of Freddie and Harry is good for the soul, good for the country, and good for you. That's next. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Welcome to the best show on your radio, the Friday Love Edition of Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. little bonus, Freddie and Harris. We lead you in the Major League Baseball. That's going to kick off in about 28 minutes, give or take a lie or two. Before we get to that, we always want to hear from you. What is the one question you have about your NFL team going into Week 3? Let us know, let us know, let us know at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your question, biggest question by your NFL team, let's hear from you at 888-729-3776. But we're going to do a little bold prediction before we get to your calls here on Freddie and Harry. There's always one. Last week, I, I don't have a record of Harry's bold prediction, but I know mine came through. I said the Seattle Seahawks, the underdog gets the Detroit Lions, they were going to win that game. That's exactly what happened. Seattle Seahawks won that game. They were able to cover and win that game in overtime. I forgot what your bold prediction was, Harry. But I can't you know, remember either. It's about me being selfish right now and tooting my own horn. No, no, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to remember what was my bold prediction. They're looking it up as we, as we speak right now. Devin Kane, one of our dudes behind the scenes, is looking that up right now as we speak. Oh, was it the Falcons over the Packers? If that was it, then yeah. Then, that, then we both were two for two then. I think that was the case. Then we both were two for two. Wow. I mean, look at you. I mean, I'm not falling too far from the apple tree this week either. Okay. So, all right. What is your what is your bold prediction? I'm, let me guess. It involves the Falcons again. You better believe it. <laughs> I'm going with them damn dirty birds. So them shallow. physical birds. Them birds that don't care nothing about no uh, Dan Campbell and his guys biting kneecaps. <laughs> Arthur Smith <laughs> preaches physicality. See, th- those aren't fake tough guys. Those guys are just tough. So mm-hmm. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Going up to the Motor City. Right. Lions are three point favorite over three under 46. Five, three point favorite. But the thing that I'm looking at is the Lions have a lot of guys that's injured right now, too. Yes. So this is the perfect opportunity for the Atlanta Falcons to go in and beat a hobbled Detroit Lions football team. It was the same thing last week when Aaron Jones didn't play in that football game versus the Falcons last week. I really love their chances because Aaron Jones is another lethal weapon that you got to worry about not only the run game, okay. but the pass game. We've seen him week one versus Chicago in that fourth and one right. come out of the backfield and take that pass for a touchdown. That's the play he hurt his hamstring on. So I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're going to go up there to Detroit and handle business in that blue ski mask that C.J. Gardner-Johnson <laughs> was talking about, yeah. even though he's hurt right now, and I wish him a speedy recovery. Falcons don't care nothing about no damn blue ski mask because yeah. they got black ones. It looked like the worst blue man group ever with all the people in that field, <laughs> at Ford Field, wearing those ski masks, those blue ski masks. I bet guys out there banging on drums and water flying everywhere. It looked like the worst blue man group ever with all the fans wearing that. It did not no, help them. How, how do you think I'm going to be okay. on Monday, Freddie? When the Falcons are 3-0? and Yes. You know what? I might leave that in the hands of Devin Kane and Shannon Penn because they'll be putting up with you more than I would be. Okay. <laughs> you tortured them more than you tortured me. Yeah, you really, you really gone out of you your too, way. Man. You've gone out of your way to just give them the business all the time. You've done that constantly. But it's out of love. Even if they lose, even yeah. if the Falcons losing, man, well, they're still two and one. <laughs> better than the Giants. <laughs> uh, so that's how I sound now. <laughs> that's how you sound in Devin's head. <laughs> so there, he made you sound like Edward G. Robinson from those old like old old movies of the gangster. Yeah, and then my team's gonna be two and one. See, yeah, that's still better than one or two Giants. See, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it'll be it, it'll be great for the city of Atlanta as well, though, man, because mm-hmm. living there yeah. and when sports teams do very very well. 
it's a remarkable thing. I had an opportunity to live that, man, when I was right. playing for Atlanta, but watching the Braves win the World Series two years ago and then what they're doing right now at the moment, mm-hmm. the Falcons can get to 3-0. and no oh, man, that'll be out. huge for the city. It'll be great for, even for Georgia football, even though Georgia Tech's in that city. It's a Georgia football city when it <laughs> comes to the Bulldogs down in Atlanta. My bold prediction involves a Monday night football game. By the way, it'll be two Monday night games, seven fifteen Eastern Time on ABC and ESPN Plus. Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Then at eight fifteen on ESPN and ESPN two, the Manny Cast and ESPN two. The Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Philly, a five-point favorite of Tampa Bay. My bold prediction is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win that game Woo! on Monday. Freddie, you didn't jump off off the pool deck and went in the water. You went to thirteen feet. I went there, yeah, and I can't swim thirteen feet, so that's the problem right there. As far as that goes, I I love the way Tampa Bay have they've been able to play defense, getting after the quarterback, and I still worry about the Eagles' defense struggling because yeah, Kirk Cousins dialing it up, but they had their struggles in the second half versus Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. And Bacon Mayfield, we've seen when, when he's good, Bacon Mayfield. And Mike Evans has been out of his mind so far. 12 catches, 237 yards, and two touchdowns in the first two games. Playing at home, they, this is a show-me game for Tampa Bay to show everybody that, hey, post-Tom Brady, we're not going to be like the New England Patriots post-Tom Brady. We're going to be more than I in a winnable division in the NFC South, even though we have three teams in that division that are 2-0 and involving Tampa Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans. That is my bold prediction, the Buccaneers will knock the Eagles from the undefeated and win that game on Monday night. And, Freddie, I'll tell you, this is a game in which I think the Philadelphia Eagles offense can't slow start things. I think they have to come out the gate very, very strong because of you have injuries in their secondary. Yep. Uh, Reed Blankenship, you also have Avante Maddox, who's not going to be out there. Bradbury and him coming off a concussion. And, you know, there's just a lot. N'Kobe Dean on the IR right now with the foot surgery, foot injury that he has. So you have a lot of question marks defensively when those guys were healthy out there and giving up plays in the middle of the football field. Uh-huh. Now you have a bunch of those guys injured, and you're going to be having backups in the game. So for the Eagles in their offense, I think it's imperative that they put the pressure on Tampa right. and not have Tampa put the pressure on them. Yeah, so our man Shannon Penn, one of our producers, he has a bold prediction for this week in the NFL. Shannon, what you got? Yeah, I got a real, real prediction for this weekend. And I usually don't, loud. I really I don't deal in absolutes because only the Sith deal in absolutes. That's a Star Wars reference for my boy Uh-oh. Mark. My prediction this weekend, guaranteed. Guaranteed. That the New York Giants will not lose this weekend. <laughs> Jeez. That's not low-hanging fruit. That's fruit on the ground. Oh, man. That's the apple that fell off the tree. And you're taking a bow for that one too, Shannon Penn? Well, you know what? Technically, in my eyes, they can. And here's why. Why is that? If the Washington Commanders beat the Bills, Uh-oh. Philadelphia Eagles go to 3-0. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys go to 3-0. And then you have the Lonely Giants just sitting there as the piss-poor team in that division. Wow, name-calling. I don't hold in anything. I know, but name-calling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm not. It's resorting to name-calling. <laughs> I'm not. No, no, you're not. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, always appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Real quick, let us know the biggest question you have about your NFL team at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Christian in Louisiana, what you got to say, my friend? Man, I'm just calling about y'all bold predictions. So this week, Freddie, you you had a bold prediction. Tampa over the Eagles, that's a bold prediction. Uh But, Harry, you just picking three-point spread games, that's that's almost a toss-up. That's not a bold prediction. 
no, no, no. Here, here. First of all, I don't even look at no damn spreads. I'm, I'm, I'm a head up type dude. Right? I'm, I'm, you gonna win the game? You gonna lose the game? Which one are you gonna do? Now, let me tell you why it's a bold prediction, in my opinion, because we talked about the Detroit Lions how much during the off season? A, lot. a ton. A, a ton. Lot. What did they do on opening night? They beat the defending Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Kansas City Chiefs. Their team is coming off a loss, so a lot of people are counting on the Detroit getting things back afloat. So if the Atlanta Falcons can go up to Detroit and get this win and become 3-0, and I think that's a bold prediction in my opinion. Okay. All right. Brian in Delaware, what's the NFL team you have and what's the biggest question you have going into this weekend? Hey, good evening, gentlemen, and uh, Freddie Coleman, a pleasure to speak with you, my brother. You're the, the consummate professional. Appreciate you, and, brother. Uh, oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, well, I'm an Eagles fan, so um, I uh, definitely disagree with your bold prediction for <laughs> Monday night. And <laughs> uh, you know what? That's okay, because we're going to bring out the underdog mask that we had <laughs> in 2017 when we won it all. It's almost like, wow, you're disrespecting Jalen Hurts, the runner-up for the MVP. The last time he played the Buccaneers was in a playoff game. And one of their defensive coaches said some pretty disrespectful things about Jalen, about mm-hmm. him not being able to do what he was saying. But the thing I love about Jalen Hurts, he just keeps his mouth shut. We're going to go into Tampa Bay on Monday night. We're going to kick their ass. Okay. I like that. You know, I like the confidence. I don't worry so much about Jalen Hurts in your running game. If they continue to stick with it, like we saw in the second half versus the Minnesota Vikings. So, I'm with that, but your defense, they've been a little slim shady Yeah. so far in the first couple of games of this season, even though the Eagles are 2-0. and Is that game in Tampa? The game's in Tampa. Well, yeah, the Eagles also got to worry about that heat. That yeah, That is yeah, a thing, man. Yeah, that Florida heat, even in <laughs> September. Mm-hmm. You talk about guys getting multiple IVs before the game even starts. Mm-hmm. You go out there in warm-ups and you come back inside and realize, oh, I think I need another one, Doc. Mm-hmm. Hook yeah. me up. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll lose 10 pounds just in pregame warm-ups if you're not careful. No lies detected. Yeah, coming from the north to the south, especially on a Monday night where I'm sure the humidity will be hotter than bad breath down there in Tampa Bay when those two get together, 715 Eastern time on ABC. In other news, it involves two things. Number one, the Chicago Bears having another part of their rough week. And what could possibly go wrong when you try to elude the cops and you hit your mother? He's Harry Duncan, Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry. There's no love there going on in ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Love Friday on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and other news involving the Chicago Bears. And this is what happens when you try to evade the cops and your mom got in the way. We'll do that in five minutes. But we got to take on our coworkers. And when we do, it can get good or it can get really ugly. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. So we go against all the shows, meaning Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman, Carlin versus Joe, Greeny with Mike Greenberg, also Amber versus Ian. You also got our man Q Myers with Game Night. Right now, he's leading it. Q Myers got a 5-1 record. We went 1-2 last week after going 3-0, so it can't win every week. But we're in second place with Carlin versus Joe at 4-2. Unsportsmanlike, they're 3-3. Three and three. Amber and Ian, they're 2-4. And, and Mike Greenberg. Oh, man. 1-5. 
Chris Carlin took ultimate delight in talking about that today on Carlin versus Joe. That greenie, Mike Greenberg, dead last at one and five. So the room always wins. We never, it's not just me and Harry. We involve Devin Kane, Mark Morales, and Shannon Penn. So the room always wins unless somebody has a really strong defense. Then we'll go from there. So the first game in the docket, Patriots at the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. It's going to be a monsoon. It's going to be a rain. Only thing missing from this game will be a big boat, an old man, and animals going in a two-by-two. But the Patriots are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Harry, where do you stand? I don't trust Zach Wilson. I trust Mac Jones more so in this game. I trust Bill Belichick over Robert Sala. I trust Bill O'Brien over Nathaniel Hackett. So I'm going with New England. I'm going with New England, too. Shannon Penn, what you got? I, too, will go with New England. Okay, so the room's already won. Devin Kane? New England. Okay, 4 nothing. Mark Morales, resident Jeff fan like I am? I have to go New England. Wow. Okay, wow, the, a sweep of the room. Ooh, so, so clean we, yeah, sweep. A clean sweep. Get them on, get them on, get them on out of here. So we got clean the Patriots. Sweep. We think they're going to win that game by Don't more than two and a half points. Don't even have to go to the clinic and get a test. Uh, Quint, clean sweep. Good Lord have mercy. We got the Saints <laughs> of the Green Bay Packers. Packers a two-point favorite, Harry. What about you? I'm going Green Bay in this game. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, when I look at the, the Saints offense and how they're inconsistent and their offensive line, even though they have the skill position players and then the Packers coming off that loss to the Atlanta Falcons, the Saints are 2-0 and right now. They might be feeling themselves a little bit. And this game is at Lambeau Field. So I'm going with Green Bay and Jordan Love. I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. I think Derek Carr and that offense will figure it out a little bit. We know they can play some defense, and I think that will be more than enough. So I'm going to go the opposite way. I'll go to, as my man Ian Fitzsimmons like to call them, the beloveds down in New Orleans, Devin Kane. So the line in some books is going down from minus two to minus one and a half, minus uh, one. Uh-huh. So it shows you the sharp betters are on the Saints, which yeah. I'm on as well, the New Orleans Saints. Okay, Shannon Penn. I was going to go Saints as well, but you know what? I want to show my boy Jordan some love. Love. Nice. Jordan Love on Love Friday. Mark Morales, you are the tie-breaking vote in this one. What what say you? So I'm going to have to go Green Bay. Okay. Green Bay. I'm going to have to. I think Jordan Love's legit, and they got the home field advantage. Okay, so the room wins. Green Bay. Shake it tail, Feather. Shake it tail, Feather. We'll remember. All these, we remember. Yeah, I know. The North remembers. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) May the South not rise again. We got the Bills, a (laughs) six-point favorite against the Washington Commanders. Bills, a a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Harry Douglas, what you got? I want to go last on it. Can I go last on this one, please? Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll reverse it. All right, Mark Morales, Saints. You already picked that game with the Packers and the Saints. Bill, six and a half point favorite on the road to Washington. What you got? So I'm actually going to go Washington here. I okay. think this is going to be one of those games where Buffalo okay. could end up losing. They're going to take them lightly. Okay. I know Washington's 2-0, but uh, I'm not taking the record of this. I'm just taking the fact that I think Buffalo's taking a step back, and this is going to be one of those games that they uh, take lightly going okay. into it. Okay, Shannon Penn? Uh, commanders, six and, plus six and a half. I'll take the Commanders. Okay. Not Devin, to win, yeah. but six and a half. Devin Kane? Ah, I'm conflicted. Yeah, me too. I know the feeling. Because whatever I say here, if I mean, I want to see what I want to see who's going to swing this one here. Okay, Pause. all right. I'm going to go Bills. <laughs> you going Bills? I'm going to go Bills. All right, you going Bills? All right, Harry, what do you got? I wanted to go last, Freddie. Okay, I, I got the Commanders. I think the Commanders cover. I, I, this this could be a sneaky game in terms of Buffalo going on the road, still trying to find their way a little bit. The Commanders can play some defense. I think Sam Howell will make some plays against that defense. The Bills will win this game, but I think the Commanders cover. 
I'm going to go Commanders as well. Four uh, one. All right. So yep. the the room wins. Commanders. We six think and a half cover. is a lot of points. That's a lot of points for a team that. You're not going to be playing the Raiders every week, and the Washington Commanders defense is infinitely better That's than what the I'm Las saying. Vegas Raiders. That defensive line against the Buffalo Bills offensive line is right. making me nervous to pick Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they're going to run the ball again and have Josh Allen do it. So that's what the room believes. We believe the Pages win by more than two and a half points versus the Jets on the road. We believe the Packers will win by more than two points against the Saints at Lambeau Field. And the Commanders won't win as a six-and-a-half-point underdog but they will cover, even though we think the Buffalo Bills are going to win that game, part of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge Week 3. We're in second place on game night with Hugh Myers. He's at 5-1, and one, and we're at 4-2 and two in second place with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Love Friday on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. It's time to find out what else is going on in the world, and when we do that, it could always be something that's good, but it's always something that's this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. As if the Bears did not have a rough enough week, they had over $100,000 worth of equipment stolen from Soldier Field. I'm thinking somebody, Harry, working in security, no longer has a job anymore in charge of those things at Soldier Field in Chicago. Someone, someone's with an S on it. Uh, things is an inside job? It has to be. Because how, how do you steal that? Much mm. money worth of football equipment, right? Without knowing the ins and outs of everything that's going on at that football field, that is true. In that stadium, that is true. Like you have to, but and you can't do that alone either, right? Like yeah. it's 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 multiple people have to be that has to be involved in that. Yeah, the equipment that was stolen was out of a garage, included gators and lawnmowers, and it happened overnight Wednesday when someone tore down a security fence to drive the equipment out of the garage. <laughs> that's bold. Doing? What are we doing? That is bold. Either way, Jeez. the rough week for Chicago continues. Like Desi Banks say, lock his ass up. They're going yeah. to jail. <laughs> well, they got to catch them first. They got to catch them first. They're going to get them. But as bad as that was involving a, a vehicle driving away with stolen equipment, nothing beats this in the state of Indiana. A suspect eluding the cops hit his own mother with the car and sent her flying in the air. What? Now, this brain surgeon, which I remain nameless, Jawan Burley, 38 years of age, allegedly accelerated into his mom, who shall remain nameless as well, Juanita Gray, before he became embroiled in a terrifying shootout with police on Friday morning. Shortly after, shortly after 10 a.m. on Friday, the Fort Wayne police began pursuing him. He refused to pull over. The suspect then led the cops on a high-speed chase for around 20 minutes to his mother's house, where police said an item exchange occurred between the suspect and his mother. When, he tried, when she tried to go back inside, her son accelerated the vehicle, into her mom, graced somebody else, and sent his mother several feet in the air. What is going on with people in this country? So mama went, is mama okay? She refused medical treatment, so yeah. Okay, so, so mama went airborne. <laughs> she's a G. <laughs> and she's hey, what, something, all right. What's that, what's, that, what's that movie with the dog? Was it Air Gordon? Oh, whatever that was. Air Mike. It, Air was Mike. it Air Mike or something like that? Whatever Air that was. No, Air, Air Bud. Air, 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 Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Air Gordon. Hey. Yeah, Air Gordon, Air Mike, Air Bud. That's what the movie, so movie about a dog. Mama Air Gray? My goodness, yeah. man. Mama. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, my yeah. God. By the way, she faces charges of obstruction of justice after her brush with death, thanks to her son. Mm-mm-mm. She wasn't That's obstructing horrible. enough. Yes, exactly. Those PTA meetings must have been great. <laughs> How's my son doing? Oh, he'll be wearing orange sooner or later. Get your son out of our school. 
Major League Baseball comes your way. You got the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners. Like those two continue to battle Houston Astros for first place in the American League West. For Harry Dulles, I'm Freddie Coleman. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some football, and we will see you back here on Monday. This has been Freddie and Harry and the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. As always, keep cool with that love. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.